This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. I really like that. That's fresh. Well, no, what I'm saying is someone's still going to win. And it might be weak. If, 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 I know, field, you know, the typical half the field is playing badly, you know, with golf, you can easily say, oh, the force must be hard. They're all playing bad. You know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Sergio has been like, ah, I can't wait to leave this place. <laughs> And welcome into the Divots and Pivots show. And yes, as you could hear Bud in the intro, that is fresh because it's a fresh Tuesday and Bud is back from his vacation. And we are here. Look, we got this actual fresh golf news dropping today. Uh, some fun golf stuff. You know, Chuck Woods was out there with uh, with, with Big Poppy, uh, Big Papa Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and having some fun. And uh, yeah, and. Why I the Patriots the the, the Patriots uh, so we're gonna hit all of the the thought streams here but first and foremost Mr Bud welcome back from your vacation you have no idea how good it feels to be back I uh, <laughs> quick quick recap for those keeping score at home Boudreau was a healthy scratch last week um, I was down in Florida visiting my pops. Uh, one thing led to another outside outstanding circumstances uh, forced me to call one in. So thank you so much for the Mahler bro stepping in and providing the, the, the people with a great conversation <laughs> last week on the way home. This is where the fun begins. Uh, it's about a two hour drive from my pop's house to the airport. Kids old enough. She can take it. She's like two and a half. She's fine. Um, she, she threw up the whole way in the backseat oh, of the car no. <laughs> and, in the backseat of the rental. So and neither one of us were feeling great and we weren't really sure why. And, and I'll get to that later, but yeah, so there was a two hour, just puke smelling baby car ride uh, that was followed by a two and a half hour delay. Um, apparently the flight jet blue flight on the way down from Boston to Jacksonville had some mechanical issues, had to make a pit stop in Raleigh. When you hear that, always induces confidence for the flight yeah. back Get up. And they said, Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. That's what I asked. I was like, so we're going to swap planes here in Boston. They're like, no, they, th- I think they fixed it. I was like, I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> um, so that was fine. The flight actually home was great. Cooper Rose, the champ, she flies well, get back to Logan and, you know, welcome to Boston. Uh, car had been broken into everything stolen out of that. 
So that was fun. No. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we're not like high end people who keep things, right? Uh, yeah. My wife's my, my wife. My wife always gets mad at me because it was all her stuff that was stolen because that really was her, was her car. But it was like a handful of a handful of pair of prescription glasses. OK, um, okay. Yeah, that's su- that, that so, sucks. So, someone must have really um, wanted to see uh, a bag of a bag of clothing items that are that are like high end. I, I think there was some like um, red bottom heels, I guess. What are those Christian Louboutin or some nonsense like that? The rapping community is what I'm talking about. <laughs> the, there were some of those in a bag with some swanky jacket. They they, they took that. They belonged to neither of us. They were friends. Uh, so ooh, rip. Sorry about that. Um, they had been they had been in there for like a month. I'm not saying she deserved to get robbed, but neither did we. They took all the change naturally. Um, they they and then it really pissed me off. And this is where it's like I hope they burn in hell. Um, you know, if you've seen that that uh, I think it's a, a time to kill with you know, yeah. and it's Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm glad they died. And I hope they burn. I I don't want these people to die, not yet anyway. But when they do, put this one in the column for hell. They took Cooper's jacket. They took a two-year-old's jacket. Now, the only way I can rationalize this, they took my, my daughter's jacket, and it's Boston in the winter. I mean, shouts to our friends who dropped, dropped, dropped one off for us. They have kids our age. But um, the only way I'm rationalizing it is saying, hopefully, they were super in need. And there was a kid their own that needed it. I just, I doubt it. I bet it was just a bunch of punks going around test, testing to see if cars were. Somebody's like, was your door unlocked? First question back to them. Does that mean I deserve to get robbed? <laughs> and for the record no it wasn't and we didn't report it because when we get back to the car at this point i am throwing up in like outside of the car and at first i'm not sure if i'm like am i really that upset about getting our car <laughs> ransacked or no it turns out when we get home both both the wife and i positive for COVID. so that's the nice ah, fun finish to the story it was a lovely lovely experience we are on the men now cooper I, I don't know. She's not or whatever, but she was like five for five with tests, all negative, just okay. right through it. Uh, our theory is that she's actually the little gremlin that gave it to us or I don't know anybody in one of the filthy airport stops mm-hmm. we had to make. I'm just kidding. It was, it was actually a pretty decent trip, but I was happy to come back and see <laughs> the news that we've been right the whole time. Fred, yes. Frank, Fred, Frank Ridley, sorry, Fred Ridley, chairman of Augusta national came out and I liked the tone of his, of what he said, almost like a, it was almost like, I'm sorry. I have to say what I'm about to say. Like it's unfortunate that golf is the scenario and the competitive blah, blah, blah. But it's like what we said, they're not changing anything. I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to acquiesce. It does. It gives no credence to what, whatever, but I think that is their way of signaling. Like we said all along, we're not going to change what we do to legitimize this new group. But we're yeah. also not going to punish anyone who who gets into our tournament as clearly defined, you know, blah blah blah. So, um, what what are your thoughts when you see this come in? I mean, news air quotes. Um, I think the opposite would be news. I think this is much yeah. more of like I don't know. Well, we've been you mainly, but you got me on the wagon of agree, like believing this was what was going to happen. Anyways, I'm a little surprised that. It's. It feels like it came a little early. Um, I, I like, or maybe not early, but I'm like, it felt like something that maybe all like of the other majors were also gonna like kind of jointly, not at the same exact time, but kind of coordinate when they announce their their decisions on it too. And so we'll see in the coming weeks. But like you said, we're not. I'm not surprised. This feels like it was what was gonna happen. It feels like the right choice and. That's that. I don't. We're going to see a normal Masters. Well, that's that. I think keep an eye on social media in the upcoming days and weeks because this is about the time you yeah. you mentioned the timing. And it feels early, but this is about the time that they send out their invitations. You know, the the board of chairmen, whatever, enough, yeah. cordially invite you to dinner and a round of golf. And um, I mean, that's kind of what they boil it down to. But I. I don't think it's huge news there. I think it's bigger. The bigger news came out of the tailor-made Christmas Carol. Uh, did you see this thing? So no, I haven't seen it yet. No. Uh, last year, I thought it was. I thought it was super. First, first of all, shout out to TaylorMade for making a decision they did. I don't know. I don't know how many years ago it was, 
but when they decided, you know, they were never going to, they were never going to break through in volume against Taylor may or not Taylor may Titleist and foot joy, mm-hmm. a Kushnet, so to speak, kind of had that, had that on lockdown. So if you can't win in quantity, go after quality. And they just started targeting the world's top golfers. And when you step back and you looked at it, both from a, once they had, once they had tiger, I mean, it was game over, you know, and you had Rory and Dustin Johnson and, um, and honestly, on the other side, you know, you kind of had Bubba Watson and Phil Mickelson, you know, team lefty, uh, you know, holding it strong for Callaway. And then title again, Titleist and Footjoy were not were not hurting for talent. You know, they they definitely still had Jordan and Justin and that crew, which we can get into the match is here in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, Taylor made did this thing where they just went after all the top guys, and you step back and they had Rory and Colin and DJ and yeah. Tommy Fleetwood. So they had names, and even like Tommy Fleetwood is not a winner on the PGA Tour yet. He's not a master. He's there. He's a name. You know, fair. Everybody yeah. recognizes Fairway Jesus when that hair. Uh, comes flowing through. So last year they did a spoof on a Christmas Carol or a Christmas story. Sorry. Um, And they were, you know, somebody was sticking their tongue to the thing. They're yanking it off this year. They're yanking it off. (laughs) Um, Shut up. But this year it it was this year. It's even it's this year. I freaking love it. It's kind of like an old, old timey Christmas Carol style choir. And, you know, they're just doing a traditional song and um, God, what's her face is in there? Charlie Hull's in there. Colin Morikawa, yep. Rory McIlroy. I, I think it's cute. Like Scotty Scheffler's in yep. the back. I, very I clean Scotty, um, Yeah, I'm looking at the list here. I have the the video. It's not playing, obviously, but it's. I'm looking at the description, seeing everyone that's in it. Yeah, you're right. You got everyone. So you, so you do okay. So you tell me what. So this year, take a look at that and what jumps out at you. Oh, you want, well, then I'm going to have to listen to it. I'm going to have to actually watch it. Yeah, pop quiz hot <laughs> shot. You got a 49-second <laughs> spot. We're not going to get no, – I mean, Well, no, first – yeah, well, Go ahead. I would say, so as I'm watching it live, um, Colin Morikawa is taking it way too serious. Uh, he looks <laughs> like he's trying to sing. Uh, Rory is playing the, the dumb lost friend uh, perfectly. <laughs> And who's playing along with him? Uh, oh, yeah, Tommy is playing along with him. Although he's kind of playing the, hey, like, we, we neither one of us know what we're doing, but I'm going to try to teach, like, show you where we are even and, and see what happens. And then there's just Tiger just at the front just waving the wand. This is so- – uh, So oh, who's that's not it. there? It's just, it, that's the whole, the whole commercial. Tiger so who's not word the whole time? No, it's beautiful. Does he need to? I think that's, I don't, I think that might kind of set a precedent for him where you, like you just pointed out, he's hit that status now where yeah. he doesn't have to say anything. Shit. He's tiger. Um, who wasn't there though? Who was, oh, you're, uh, I mean, Dustin Johnson wasn't there. Okay. Matthew Wolf. Uh, those Sergio, are guys that were in the one Sergio, last year. Sergio Garcia, also a tailor made, tailor made guy. True, yeah, he is. But all three of those guys are live players now. <laughs> so do you, do you do you read into do you read into anything? Well, of on course, this? you can read once you put that together. Yeah, you can read between the lines here. Um, I guess the bigger question of reading in between the lines here is it uh, is this Taylor? Uh, uh, is this a, a look into the future of what Taylor Maid's going to do? Are they gonna take a stance and and pull sponsorships of live guys? That's my point. Is I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna go the Augusta National route and they're just gonna they're they're not going they're sending a message right now to anybody any future players. You want to go over there and do your thing? Fine. Uh, let, let's see where these contracts go when they expire in a couple of years with some of these players. I I don't think anybody's True. getting canceled here because truth no. be told, nobody wins there, but. Somebody like Dustin Johnson, um, you know, he's he's everybody knows 120 mil. That's what he got to sign. He probably has a little equity. Does he does he so. even need? It's kind of like, <laughs> do, do do guys like that even give a shit anymore? 
you know, Brooks Kapka just went through this whole rigmarole of finally landing on Strixon irons. If Strixon comes out and says, you know, we're no longer providing, I mean, he can just look at them and say, all right, get bent. Like I can buy and I can buy them, you know, myself customized. It's not like it's, you know, so yeah. there is that element to it. I think we, as we, as amateurs forget, it's more than just, you know, where, you know, getting the free cool shit. Patrick yeah. Reed, Patrick Reed went through a, uh, a time where he had, he had no like hat sponsor and rightfully so. And then somebody threw him a couple bucks and he put it on there. But I do think that this is kind of a wink nod. I do think it's some foreshadowing um, because of how deeply ingrained these relationships are over here. Uh, and I just don't think I could see like a PXG maybe mm. kind of going rogue and and saying hey we'll 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 play we'll play a game we're a little newer. yeah these secondary brands who are going to like some of these limb golfers looking for a way to make a to take that next step in there their as brand. as i say as i say that as i say that every vet in the world is screaming at me right now reminding me that bob parsons started the whole thing after you know he's a military guy and no way would they get into bed with the yeah with the with the saudi the saudi but, tour i was just thinking of like maybe smaller brands that you know, some of these newer, some of these newer upstart brands, you know, I think of like a um, snake eyes back in the eighties, nineties was just Ernie Batterson in his garage in Jacksonville, Florida. We've got guys out there now doing that tweaking wedges because um, social media makes access so easy now that you can get a product out there, get exposure, get some, mm -hmm. and just get some momentum going. And if you can be the next viral product in the golf industry, then, um, then I mean, who knows? And if, if live is your, your vehicle to get there, you don't have any pre-existing ties. And so it's kind of like the country club adjacent dudes. I yeah. don't blame them at all for going head over heels for live and vice versa. I think yeah. they fed each other. Well, one of the, yeah, I think one or out. two of those guys just got poached by good, good. Well, they had the two openings. So we, me, Josh and I were talking about that last week, actually about uh, Micah. And I think it was Micah and Grant who both uh, left. And I would love to know the, the story. I don't think we will, but cause the good, good guys seem to be very, uh, uh, holding that close to the vest about why they just said uh, it sucks basically, but we're, we're moving on and wishing the vest like very, you know, politically kind of departure. Cordial. Um, Nothing yeah. Cordial. There. Yeah. So I, I would love juicy. to know that, but I don't think we're, I don't think we're going to know, uh, get that. But um, what I, I, I think you're right. I don't think anyone's going to be like kicked out of being sponsored by TaylorMade at least right now. Like I said, we'll see when the, when the contracts need to be renegotiated at that point, but look, TaylorMade, you know, Titleist, all these brands, uh, they, they sponsor a ton of guys and they don't put all of them in commercials. Like there's just a handful of, of that's another good players point they where spotlight where I think they might just be looking at some of these little guys and say, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep sponsoring you. But you're not going to be a spotlight person for us anymore. We're just we're just not going to throw you on billboards. Yeah, anymore. there are there are definitely different agreements where there are staff pros, tour pros, yeah, uh, and and then influencers and you know whatnot and the like. Uh, I, I I thought it was telling because in actual life, in real media, uh, real social media. So I guess that'd be real life. I did see on. Ooh, hey now. My chair just dropped on me. Wow. My heel literally. Happens. <laughs> I do. I do. Look at that's That's jarring. Uh, no, I saw some PGA tour live cross love uh, out in the, out in the, the duck blind. Um, there was a post Kevin Kisner, Hudson Swafford, and a bunch of dudes were out. My blinds back here. <laughs> call them, call them my blinds duck blinds. <laughs> no, sir. As Ryan McCarthy points out, I am a duck. Um, no, 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 sir. My the, when, where I come from, different kind of duck blind. Not I know what it, I know hunter. what a real I know what the duck blind is. You're talking about. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of cool because it does remind us that at the end of the day, the, these these guys are friends, and they're. I think yeah. all the dust is going to settle, and the lawsuits are going to figure themselves out. I don't. Yeah. I, I I I actually kind of do think that they'll eventually settle because, um. First of all, they're going to see how much attention this Masters brings up. Bryson makes a good point. It's going to be one of the most exciting kind of um, electrifying Masters. I it'll be fun to watch Augusta National try to tamp it down. Um, yeah, and, it'll and watch be them balance tradition with you know, are we going to not let the live guys talk the way that some of these like DP World Tour events are doing? Well, I think what's going to be interesting is that it's going to be, as you said, Masters is steeped in tradition. It's the the hollow ground, holy grail kind of tournament to where it's um, 
just like that overly that overwhelming feeling of like respect amongst the crowd that's there and the way they respect the course and the players in the game, it will be interesting to see what potential division amongst the way the golf fan world has been divided in this. Does the atmosphere at the masters change because of division in the crowd? Like, do we see like, people fans you know gravitating towards the live guys more and then not to the other guy like I'm, I'm curious to see how the fans react in a place that's always been like the the true kind of like i said hollow ground event where fans seem to really buy into the idea of respect and ethic for the game kind of thing my prediction is they rise above because a you will never i think First of all, I think I think there are some I think there are some people, definitely some octogenarians who would get out of their seats that have been planted there for four decades and beat the living snot out of you if they heard you boo. I think that would just be so Probably like right. frowned upon. So I, I honestly think that the crowd, the Augusta crowd, would go the wholesale opposite. Let's say Taylor Gooch um, you know, goes on a run and wins his first, his first major and it's the mm-hmm. masters. And here's this live guy who's been at the heart of controversy and everything like that, uh, be- because of what's happened. And out of nowhere, he, you know, he wins. I think they would go through the roof. They would like standing ovation because they would want this guy to know we too are bigger than that. Like we, we recognize how hard it is to win here and we want to get up and, you know, show that to you and show that level of respect. And also kind of t- that's, that would be their way of taking, nobody's going to sit, sit on their hands or even stay seated and golf clap because this guy plays on the live tour. They're yeah. pure. They're purists down there about this tournament. And, and honestly, they're, their mindset is they uh, like the loyalists and the peers trust the, you know, we trust the board and the membership to get mm-hmm. it right on, you know, who gets in and why. And after that, may the best golfer win. And that's why I think that's less telling to me than I, than I think, than, than if, if big, if either the RNA or the USGA act on their majors, because those go way back. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are kind of that true, you know, first of all, the, the field's much bigger, 140, 150 folks, massive qualifying events versus invitational style. So the, the, the whole makeup of it feels a little bit more diplomatic and democratic. And so I think they'll follow suit and just say, hey, it, just like before, these are open events, you know, because they don't have anything, I think, necessarily tied to the, any one tour save. No, I don't even think like the players uh, championship winner gets – exemptions i think only major winners do so Mm -hmm. i think seeing what they do if they do anything will be much more telling uh and representative of the game in the long run but in the end again i don't think anybody's gonna bend or break i think things are just gonna remain status quo uh and we'll see what's going on speaking of r and a in old school i mean (laughs) way old school because you brought it up we saw i can't believe you referred to him as chuck Chuck Woods, (laughs) Charlie, good old Charlie. Chuck, Chuck Woods is going to be on his first. That kid's never having a fake idea. Let's be honest. Um, that that's going to be his alter ego. No, uh, you brought up the PNC and the PNC. Unfortunately, Team Woods did fall short. You know, Mm -hmm. meniscus, not meniscus. Uh, what did he have? Plantar fasciitis for big cat and little cat had a sprain sprained leg. I think he hammed it up a little bit. I would have too. Um, I'm in middle school, uh, you know, going into high school, whatever. I'm trying to flex. I know people are watching. I want that sympathy vote. If you know what I mean, wink, wink, sure. nod, nod. Um, if you did not watch the seven minute post round interview, second round, both days were great interviews, but the post yeah. round was beautiful. JT got in there, tried to get a dig on the Snoopy yeah, I hat. saw that about the Snoopy I hat. <laughs> highly, highly, highly recommend you go back and watch that. But the team that won it, VJ, and I want to say his grandson, um, maybe his son, but I want to say his grandson. Uh, they took home the Willie Park belt. And for anybody who's not familiar, the red champion style belt was the original trophy of the open championship for the first few years of its existence. And then after a, a solid few years of a run, they had a tradition or something that if you won it after three years, you get to take it home. And then nobody wanted to pony up the dough for a new belt. <laughs> 
So they just didn't have the tournament for a while. There was no war or anything. There's just a gap in the <laughs> Open Championship. That's why people are like, oh, it started 157 years ago, but this is the 149th playing or whatever the hell it is. Now it's the 150th. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it, it, it took somebody, I think, actually paying for the Claret Jug themselves and then saying, here, here's our damn trophy. Let's move forward. and Now let's play. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. That's wild that uh, they literally just scrubbed the tournament because they didn't have a trophy for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can't play. No trophy. <laughs> that's ridic- that's ridiculous. If you ask, let's. Uh, so d- outside Whatever. of, I, I, I will say this: outside of the the press conference, did you watch any of the 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 parent child, as they like to call it now, or the? I'm sorry, now they call it the. Fa- I think it's like the family. The family, member yeah, it's the family member. Yeah, um, I did not. I had my kids this weekend, and we had a very busy weekend. So I I saw clips of the post round interviews uh, that you're referring to. I caught those at you know, in the evenings after the kids were asleep on my phone. Uh, but I did not get to see really anything live on the play. You make me say you were, you were such a better parent than I was. I was, again, we had two adults down with COVID. I had the full body kind of just body blow version. Yeah. Uh, my, my roommate had the whole congestion and everything. And so we were in the, again, the two-year-old clean as a whistle, like bouncing off the walls. And th- those commercials are true. You can't call in sick as a parent, you know? And so we were kind of like tagging in and out. I had the golf channel on and then that on pretty much the whole time because as my, as my wife likes to call it, it's nap radio. So when it was, when it was your turn to kind of tap out and not watch the kid, boom, instant nap. It was built right in. And B, I, I could, I could watch one of those a month. Uh, and whether it's a family member or mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, like Joe shit, the Ragman, like you or I who get win in a game of bingo or <laughs> it's a celebrity or it's like a make a wish kid. I yeah. could watch one of those style tournaments once a month and I can, al- I wish there was another sport where it translated like that. I mean, it, it, it you, me and LeBron are not playing a three on three pickup game against, you know, like some two other dipshit podcast hosts and Steph. Like it's, they, they can't, they can't yeah. dumb it down. Golf's not like that. I mean, I saw Annika Sorenstam's little boy out there, Will, little mm-hmm. lefty, just throwing darts from 58, 60 yards. I did like in one moment, he threw a wedge in there from about 60 yards out and mom kind of like gave him a little high five fist bump and then just, there's just reminding everybody she's still the goat just drops one yeah. right inside of his and kind of winks at him. <laughs> There's a, so it, it, it's my favorite. It's my favorite thing to watch is that kind yeah. of pro-am interaction when you can give it your all because golf is one of the few sports where you can kind of handicap it for the pros and oh, let, sure. and let, and let the every player kind of have their shot. Speaking of crazy shots in that tournament, did you see the, the like somewhat scuffed shot by by Charlie Woods that happened to just roll perfectly around the edge of the bunker and right up cozy up next to the green. Yes, you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like one of those where it's like even when it's one of those where as the casual golfer watching it, you're like, if I had hit that shot, like I'd be long gone. But man, he's getting the break. Like it's just one of those silly things. But hell, of, when- a, hell of a break though. That's golf for you right there. It's when you found out that Tom Brady was cheating on, you know, Moynihan and and then you and you're like, Oh God, it's probably with some crackhead. Oh, it's the biggest supermodel and of course it is, man. Always can't can't catch a break, this guy. <laughs> Speaking of I have a I can can we do you mind if we if you mind if we pivot to some Patriot gossip yeah, real quick? Let's let's get it over with. <laughs> let's get- Oh, fuck that last play. That was the dumbest <laughs> shit in the world. And shout out to what's his name for stepping up in, in the post game. I, I think it was one of those things he had to, was it uh, not Nikhil Harry who, who, who uh, Jacoby Nikhil Myers is not even on the team anymore. I know that's, he's, I, he's that's, why, that's why I was exercising through that option. Back off. Jacoby Myers <laughs> sitting there and I love his comments. They were so just kind of like, yeah, no, I was trying to do too much. And the, the reporters are like, come on, man. Like, was it kind of one of those? Hey, if you see an opening, and he's like, "No, I, 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 I saw the ball picked up. Tried to get, it. tried to get cute, and I was just trying to do too much because I he think decided it, it, to throw it to freaking Mac Jones. Who? What is he going to do with the ball at that point? <laughs> he can't throw it forward. He can't run because he is Mac Jones. I the ball goes up in the air, and I go, "What the f?" And we see Chandler Jones come down with it. And as soon as his hand goes out, I just hear my wife go, Oh God. And it was like, bless you, kid. Mac, if mm-hmm. though 
if you're a political junkie like me, you remember Howard Dean's scream in 2004. Like, yeah, and it just ended. <laughs> this guy, Howard Dean, was gonna was gonna just walk straight to the White House, and he was going on this rant, this rant, rant, and he just uh, an awkward yell, and next thing you know, just gone. I'm I'm so curious if that was the play, if like if Mac Jones is collateral damage in that. And it's like, wait a minute, I didn't do anything on this one play. It's like, I know, dude, but I, you should have either gotten the tackle or gotten out of the way because that is just one of those bad looks that will never, yeah. ever go away. And he it was so absolutely just bulldozed. So, no, that was just, I, I appreciated um, Myers coming out and saying what he did because I think he's kind of just being like, I understand I screwed up, kind of, if I get killed for this, if I'm, if I'm axed, I mean, shit. <laughs> Bills let guys go for less. Um, but even I think Bell, yeah. but but I mean he's wearing it he's wearing it like he's supposed to so no that's not what I was actually getting after um you know Edelman I don't know if he's just thirsty for the limelight or if always if what thirsty he, for the limelight you back off you back off that <laughs> beautiful bearded boy he's um I love I love me some jewels I I think what what's endearing to me about him is his impression of Belichick. And his ability, mm. and his and his ability to do that, but recognize his place because people will ask him follow yeah. up in, in interviews. And he's like, "Oh God," he's like, "No, he doesn't. He doesn't give me the time of day. Why would he? Like, why? I'm not on his mind." He's like, "I just stay out of his way, like that kind of thing." Um, but he came out saying, "Yes, yeah, people have been reaching out, but I would never come back unless it was a, with a Patriots team and the right Patriots team." You know, <laughs> do you make? Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> He's I'll, saying this is not the right Patriots team. That was my next question is he's not, I don't think he's trying to say, Hey, I want to come back because let's be honest. I think some of these guys do get away. And as much as the itch, the itch and the urge to play will never die. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily supplant the freedoms that come with not getting your ass kicked every week. Yeah. Um, so, so you think that might've just been his way of, of saying like, what in the heavenly hell boys? Like what's like, like I would, we do not approve. We as Pat's nation don't approve. Yeah. He's, uh, everyone's thinking it right now. Nobody want, nobody likes this team right now. This team's a mess. And and this is, the I, thing, this is the thing, like as much respect that Edelman has for Belichick. I think that was also, I think, that could have also been taken as a way that it's not even just what's going on with the players on the team. When, if he was insinuating that this team is not the right team, I think he recognizes that this, the Patriot way of this team is not a thing anymore. Cause I think what he's referring to when he says for a Patriots team, uh, like a Patriots team and the right team, he's, he's referring to, it would have to be like the, like the, the atmosphere and the, the operated operations that it was before. And that's not what's happening anymore inside that clubhouse. There's, there's just no fear in there anymore. There's no, uh, there's just none of the small stuff that was there before that. I think Edelman ate up. I think he was a full buy into Bill's method, the Patriot way. I think that is what he would be looking for. If he, when he says he would only come back to a Patriots team I think that's more so what he's saying. It's, it's. Um, I think more so about Bill in this case, because Bill is not running that show like he used to. I, I, I think a, a. If we pull that out, you know, I mean, if they can make a stand on third and nine, if you know, of ifs and buts, ifs and buts, right? It is the season for that. <laughs> if they win that game. I, I still think you're saying the exact same things you're saying. Cause I don't think that that is, I don't think one bonehead bonehead, you know, of course that happened kind of play. Oh yeah. No, if they had won that game, it's, I still feel the same way. Cause all, all the how much that, of that, how much of that is around this offensive play calling in this kind of like, I, I know Dick about football and I know enough to know that like something feels weird. Yeah. Like, I, I I call me naive or call me just like a fan. I do see. I'm like Matt can throw it. He's got a he's got an arm and he can drop some dimes. And they are all pros out there. Like sure. I, I I I am I just being naive to think like 
God, yeah, let them open it up a little bit. Or is that so anti-Patriot way? Like we don't go fun and gun. We don't go Mike Leach. You know, we, it is, it is much more reserved play calling, but it, it almost feels like we're sitting through Matt Patricia's offensive internship. That's exactly what we're sitting through. And this is the thing. This there's, there's a lack of complexity when it comes to the offense. There's a lack of discipline when it comes to the special teams and well, as we saw the offense now, Where's I Matt guess Slater? too. Did he get hurt? And I don't know about it. No, he's still out there. Um, and there's a lot, but there's also just a lack of respect. Like, it, and honestly, I don't think Judge and Patricia have done anything to earn the players' respect as far as their current positions that they hold. Like, what what have either one of them done? Either one of them ever coached offense before? What have either one of them done prior or in their this current year? to instill confidence in those offensive players to be like, okay, like what he's going to call here, we can, we can take a shot. I don't have to check down. Cause I can, I trust the play. I don't, I don't think Matt trusts anything that Matt calls. Uh, I, I think some of these, the check downs is, you know, they're saying all the, the, the most screens ever thrown. I think a good portion of those were by design. Uh, I think, Mac is also just choosing the checkdowns because the offensive line blows and he's getting crushed out there. Um, and he doesn't trust that if he does stand around and wait for the play to develop downfield, that it's going to actually be what be worth taking a hit to let the ball go. Because I don't think he trusts the receivers are going to be in the right spot or that the play was designed in a way that there is going to be a hole in defense. I just don't think he believes in anything they're doing. Are we spoiled and naive? And I'm going to use the term naive for like the fourth time, uh, <laughs> just to reinforce how little I know about football. Um, it takes time. I mean, it, it in today's day, in today's day and age, I get the you know we think that in between analytics and massive payrolls and just endless supplies of money that we can just you know you should be able to put together a champion. I mean. Quite frankly, with the talent pool that exists for the skill that we're talking about, it, it, it logic would suggest, and I guess that's why you have 32 teams because everybody has that kind of foolish dream that any given year, you know, the the difference in skill. We talk about in golf how it's razor thin the difference between these guys. Yeah, same principle. As shitty as we like to think sometimes <laughs> that these teams are, <coughs> pardon me, as shitty as they can be, and going 0 and 16. There's still only like, what, it's two dozen guys who do what they do for a living, you know, first string or second string of an NFL team for a particular position. So, you know, you back it up, you take three steps back and, and, and you do say like, it's rare. And I know I'm, I know I'm kind of being cliche to say it's rare to experience what we've experienced yeah. here in New England for the last 20 years. Everybody knows that. And I don't, Better. we were and, spoiled. And I, I like that folks are our age they spoiled because I do uh, like my father in law and some of those sports some of the some of the folks his age are like yep yeah, we 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 knew that this ride was coming to an end I'm like you're way more gracious than I am right now because <laughs> I don't have that level of patience I am kind of yeah. like it, I think it was so serendipitous the way Tom Brady you know Cinderella his way into that success yeah. and that kind of brings me full circle what I was bringing up why I was bringing up the sticks earlier because Julian putting his name out there kind of trying to be third I do agree with you I didn't see that angle if maybe that's his way of saying we the vets say say boo Bill <laughs> I I think there is an element to that um, I think I think that there's almost this kind of because I'm 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 the founding member of it, so that's why people are <laughs> people are saying, many people saying, Jesus. a lot of people saying, no, um, maybe Jules is making a move to to make eleven mean more than twelve in New England. Now follow me here, because oh the more that you, I'm. I'm, I I was a Brady I was a I was a Brady buncher before you all even heard of him. Okay, sure. I was a Michigan. My 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 parents were, went to Michigan. Michigan kid, Michigan family, the whole bit. Um, and so like we we you know we were super excited. I used to have this argument with my buddies about Drew Henson and Tom Brady. If y'all remember the whole saga back then, Drew Henson was the hot shit quarterback, and he was the gunslinger. And Lloyd Carr, you know, let him come in as a freshman and start over this experienced Tom Brady, who also got drafted by the Expos in the Major League Draft. People forget that. You know, he's a world class <laughs> athlete in two sports. Duh, go figure. Um, 
And then Henson would go in, shit the bed for a quarter or two, and Brady would have to come in and bail him out. I mean, everybody that would that became his MO, which is also why it wasn't super shocking when that carried over to the NFL, those kind of ice cold veins. Um if you haven't, if you haven't ever seen his Orange Bowl performance for Michigan, like his last game when he just kind of they stuck it to Alabama, look it up. It's worth YouTubing, kids. But I think the, his initial success, those first Super Bowls, you could very, very, very easily be like, "Oh, come on, he was so young and stupid. I could have, I could have handed it off and relied on that defense and let Adam Vinatieri." Mm-hmm. You know, I can hear that argument coming out, and the more that time, you know, removes us from those teams. And then in this last era, you did have Jules there as kind of his binky. And so, you know, you, you have this you have this kind of way of of saying, maybe I'm the real, you know, New England guy. I never left you, you folks. I would never go to another team. I would only come back if it was the right situation and it could only be the right because every week that I see Tommy lose, I get a super, super, super guilt-ridden, ashamed wonderful feeling in my loins and i and and i I think it's just because you hate to see it you know what i'm saying so um that's that's my conspiracy theory for for today is that jules is trying to make a move to have 11 mean more than 12 in the history books back to you in the studio he he might be trying to do that oh it means nothing it's all social media um and it's Julian Edelman is a interesting character just in general because of his his goofy charismatic ways um, are very likable by the fans. You know, obviously his play in the field is very likable by the fans. Um, so yeah, he in the so I think it is smart of him to, to kind of plant his flag like if he was doing that to say that I'm sticking here no matter like he's obviously not going to go play anywhere else. He's too like injured and like lifelong injuries to go play anywhere else. But I get what you're saying. Like planting his flag is being like, I'm a Patriot for life, <clears throat> a, a supporter of the team, like a, like a booster at this point. Who needs their beard more Julian Edelman or James Harden? Julian Edelman. <laughs> and I, I don't was... know, man, have you seen, <laughs> have you seen some pre beard James Harden? It. Oh, I thought you meant from like an attitude thing. I didn't think you meant by like just from a good look, so who would look better without the beard? I thought no, you meant like who, just, who actually, needs you know, to rock I, the I think beard to feel I like think... they have like they have the attitude to rock the beard. I thought that's what you were going for. That's so funny because I I see what you're saying, and that's actually exactly kind of what I meant. But <laughs> I I I being being as shallow as I can humanly possibly be, I mean, it was like, are you kidding me? That is one ugly. I'm not exactly. Well, you know, look up, let's, I'm gonna look up pictures of James Harden without a beard right now. I don't. I can't. Yourself. I can't remember it honestly. It, it's. It's. I can't. I can't do it justice. First of all, I would never want to culturally appropriate. But um, he. It's. 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 It's not good. I mean, on top of that, he needed to eat a cheeseburger. While you're looking that up, um, speaking of my Boston that's, Celtics, that's him? Uh, dude. <laughs> oh were, my. I repeat the initial question: Who needs the beard more? Because <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, well, in, that, in that sense, it's it's definitely James. I'm not curious, oh. but I but but I would take Jules in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> although Julian Julian's shorter than I am, and that this that would was, be an issue for me. This was Did that James really started at Arizona State. Wow! So it's so good, isn't it? <laughs> Wow, looks he like goes, it. he goes, he goes from being a high school sophomore to being an NBA All Star with the beard alone. Oh yeah, it's that's so. ridiculous. I've never seen those pictures. Thank you, thank you for uh, <laughs> opening my world to <laughs> beardless always, James Harden. Always, always learning here on Divots and Pivots. <laughs> Speaking of my Boston Celtics, um, another sport that I never played one down of basketball in my life past the middle school team. Yep. Uh, I am a homer though. I do. I do love me some doing. If I, I don't have a rooting. I don't have like a rooting stake in any other NBA team. My parents sure. are from Michigan, and I guess I grew up with my dad rooting for the Detroit bad boys in the 88, 89 Pistons. And that was fun. Uh, but I was also a kid of the eighties and nineties. So I wanted to be like Mike, all I give a shit about was the bulls. Uh, so 
I, I love the Celtics. And this shirt was like my, my, my Jason Tatum shirt. Fun fact about it or fun little story. My little brother-in-law, and we made it 42 minutes before the first camp reference. He was down uh, on a visit from summer, like after his his like last summer at summer camp, and he was down. And we went to the uh, we went to a game that fall, and we took him to TD Garden. Went there, and it was either this or a Kyrie shirt. And Kyrie was still on the Celtics, and and really at that time, nobody knew he was leaving. Like it, everybody kind of knew that there was going to be some conversations at the end of the year, but there was still a lot of speculation that this is our guy, right? I mean, there was a time here where, yes, New England. Remember, there was a time where Kyrie. Kyrie was our guy. Uh, and I'm not trying to promote that. I'm just trying to rem- remind like, like, right. You kind of have to remember that because Tatum was, Tatum was, 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 was young. He was fresh. I mean, people were even saying, are we going to try to deal off Tatum maybe to keep, although we had just drafted him. So no, that wasn't going to ever happen. Yeah. Um, I'm just, it's a roundabout way of saying, you know, shout out to myself for being prophetic enough to see the greatness that in the guy that was like the number two overall pick in the draft. So, you know, it's not like I was a big limb I was going out on, a, on there, but this is a fun team to watch. And, uh, as part of my wife's job, uh, you know, one of her kind of fun side side duties was she was charged. Somebody said, hey, figure out a good gift to give to one of our employees who's having a 30 year anniversary. And yeah. he's a massive New England sports guy. So he got he, she went on to Cameo and got. Um, oh, my God, I don't want to spoil it. I hope this guy's not listening. Um, <laughs> But he went and got Devin McCourty to do like a like a like a congratulations message, and then yeah. he got Scal- he got Scalabrini, and that's what brings me back to Scalabrini was sitting there talking about like you know you're a big sports fan, so you probably remember the great teams, and this team might be better than even us in '08 or and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm 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 a big Boston fan early on in the year. Um, go sees. And uh, pay attention to Jason Tatum. Even if you're not a basketball fan, if you're a sports fan at all, he's he's on one of those levels right now. And the way that the team in general is playing, yeah. pay attention to him because he's he's not a flashy guy. He's not an attitude guy. You know, he's a Kobe disciple, both figuratively and literally. And that's kind of that. Kobe might have been that transition from the Jordan era open in your face, slap you in the face figuratively and literally to much more of the, I'm just going to work harder than you and let my work, you know, do the talking and Tatum's walking that walk right now. So as far as sports fans are concerned, you can take solace that after Mac Jones, you know, took it on the chin, both figuratively and literally uh, there is some, there is some sun on the horizon. Well, Celtics are starting to slide. Well, not much to say starting to slide, but they have lost four or five. It's, but it's a it's a small like they are. I do believe they are what they what we've seen for the majority of the season so far. That that's the real them. I think there's going to be pockets of times this year where they take a few games where they, you know, they don't win them all. You know, that's that's life in any professional sport. The Bruins, though, oof, the Bruins kicking ass. Edu- educate me. Talk to me as if I am a small child about this Bruins team and hockey in general. How do they look? What's the trajectory? What like they what have, are the what are the storylines in hockey? I need to be not dumb if I'm going to live in this part of the country. So right now I believe they have I think it's 51 total points out of a possible like 62 that they could have had so far this year. They have not lost you a point. Uh so if you win a game, you get 2 points. If you lose, you get none and if you lose in overtime you get one point like you get a little pity point because you made it to overtime oh and then if you win in overtime you still get, you get the two points you get the, the two points yeah do you get any extra points for like goals or assists or any of that kind of shit no, not as a team those are personal statistics oh yeah yeah there's, yeah because the, the, then there's points as a as an individual player is too when where that are people that are cringing right now that are you know you get a point for a goal score you get a point for an assist um like those are all like points that are kind of told you. And then there's other points where it's your plus or minus as far as like goals that are scored when you're on the ice or off, you know. So if you're, you're, your team scores goals while you're on the ice, even if you didn't have an assist on it or score the goal, you get like a plus one in, in that, that stat. That makes sense. And same thing, but if, you, if the other team scores a goal, then you get a minus one. So, you know, at the end of the year, you every player has a – either a plus or minus number that kind of shows their efficiency when they're on the ice. 
You know what? I, th- I I think I think <laughs> offensive li- I think offensive linemen should get a statistic similar in that vein. If a, for every passing touchdown they get a slice of the pie, because you think you think about the traditions of of NFL teams and what's this time of year you always hear about what did the quarterback get their offensive lineman you know yeah. everything everything from a real nice fancy dinner at ruth's chris to mm-hmm. you know somebody like oh i, I, I got him I, I got each one of them an escalate i'm like yeah oh. got, my co- <laughs> got my co-workers a duncan gift card and i think it was left over um yeah <laughs> so back to hockey how much how much I think I think I asked you. Does anybody call it puck? And they're like, no, nobody calls it puck. How much hockey <laughs> did you play as a kid? Like, was that one of your main sports? No, I never did you played. Play, I've barely play ever any? ice skated in my life. Shut the front door. Like, I have ice skated in my life, but like, what I'm trying to say is like, I but I've, I I, I don't I've never played hockey. No, uh, I would mess around so, in the street sometimes, like street ball and all. But did you grow up watching it? Like, so like, do you know? Because I didn't. Again, I didn't. I know. I didn't grow up playing. Fo- I grew up playing street football. Never played a down in my life. Organized, yeah. um, but I know I at least enough to talk about it educatedly. I didn't really start watching hockey until college. Okay. Growing up, it was mainly just the Sox and the Patriots. Um, but in college, I started watching both the Celtics and hockey uh, and the both the Bruins. Um, but I just, I still don't, just don't love watching the NBA. Like it just doesn't do it for me. I'd rather Neither watch. Do I? I mean, I, actually, I'm glad you. I, I brought that up because I think the only time I watch the NBA is on Christmas Day, and this year, no, no, thank you. We got football. <laughs> um, and I will pick up. I'll pick up the the. Usually, I'll pick up the NBA around playoff time if the Celtics yeah. are in it. It's the so, same thing. I'll, I'll I'll watch the playoffs, but that's it. I, I don't care. I think that I think that because the players treat the regular season like it's nothing, then why should I give a shit and watch it? Oh my god, you're such a selfish <laughs> sports fan. Uh, no, actually, speaking of you, you actually you made a good point, or you fell ass backwards into something I was going to bring up. I saw <laughs> that's how we do inter- it on this show. <laughs> I saw on the interwebs. Com- get ready for this. Com- it was competitive combat juggling. Combat juggling. Combat so what are they, juggling. Were they throwing the knives at each other while they're juggling? <laughs> they're not juggling knives. It's like bolt. They're like plastic bowling pins. So what are they just like trying to knock the, each other's things out it's, of the air while they're juggling? I, so basically, I have, I have I, like I, Mario, I, like old school Mario Kart style, where you lose a balloon when you get hit. Basically, I mean, I've, I've yet to, I've yet to do a deep dive. There were ESPN banners around the side. I don't Bullshit. know if those ESPNs. I, are- I don't ESPN know. If Ocho. Were, it, it was definitely ESPN Plus. Um, <laughs> this is definitely not on the Deuce, but oh, I, I got to do a deep dive and tune in next week when we when we kind of do a uh, year in review. We will definitely look back at divots and pivots year one. Uh, do we have anybody joining us next we, week? We do. That's fantastic. Next week we have Scott Simpson joining us. So uh, woo, go woo. on. Let me get his handle for you right now because you can go look him up. I don't want to give out the it's it's nimble numbers, um, but it's, it's nimble W numbers actually. So you, I knew I was going to mess it up. That's why I had to look at it. But yeah, Scott you know Simpson, what? nimble nimble W number at nimble W numbers. He's a analyst over at uh, Fantasy Football Millionaires uh, and does a lot of writing and podcasting and jumping around. But he's going to be joining us for a bit of a pivot episode, like you say. We're going to talk year in review, and we're going to talk about his personal kind of journey in the space of content creation and uh sports analyst w is for winner that's all i'm saying so we look forward <laughs> to that next week no matter if you're when you're watching or listening to this um but when we do that uh when we look back i can't wait to turn the page to next year because believe it or not we only got a couple weeks before the sony mm-hmm. open before tournament champions before everything gets started and uh and, and we have to kind of set our parameters because i do not at all feel bad about talking all the shit in the world until you actually knock me off this mantle um, <laughs> of fantasy golf because I have a very, I have a, I, I mean, basically, 
I've got I've got a real, real, real big chip on my shoulder now about it. I feel like if I'm going to be this much better at you than the real game and I'm going to talk a big game, then I have to actually show out. Um, I'm excited to maybe partner up with you in the new year on some content for Belly Up Writ Large. Yeah. So look, yeah. definitely, definitely look for Andrew coming up. He's always got good stuff coming out. Uh, but but hopefully yeah, gonna, we'll be able to contribute. It's going to be there. interesting to see uh, to get back on the my golf fantasy uh, winning research ways. Now, that I, now, that I, now that I don't have to spend my time teaching you. Um, I can get back to uh, kicking your ass. All right, Miyagi. Uh, <laughs> And then also we uh, we we won't be live for it, but the team divots and pivots is going to connect for a little holiday special. We will video Hell it yeah. and, be bring, and be bringing some of that content to you in January in bits and pieces and splices. Uh, basically, we got to figure out how many strokes I have to give you without feeling like I'm giving away the store because we got we got to figure out how to handicap virtual golf because well they do it for you. I they do. They just put the handicap in the computer. What's your handicap right now? Uh, so I've wow, here we go. I haven't calculated it in a year now, so I'm not sure if it's accurate. But the last time I calculated it last year it was 13. I didn't play enough this year to to calculate it. Yeah, you're gonna want more than that. Um, look, I'm not, I, like, you've seen some of my my my. I've sent you the scorecards from when I've gone virtual golf myself. I do better on the simulator. I agree. I would I would give you thirteen strokes right now. We could do we could do a match play and a stroke play. Yeah. Uh, we could actually we could actually do match play and stroke play for two rounds total. So we could have four bets going all day. Um thirteen strokes. We'll, you pick a course, I pick a course. All right. And uh and we'll see how it goes. Thirteen. That's all that's all you want. And there's no renegging at this point. Well, ten foot gimmies, right? <laughs> Oh God, yeah, I yeah, I don't. Yes, yes. Actually, what's although I will say, I, I've now hit a couple putts on those simulators. I'm actually pretty dadgum uh, accurate or deadly from long from long range on the simulators. Anything yeah. inside that? No, I'm not. A, I'm not a glutton for yeah. punishment. Uh, I think. I think. I think nine or ten foot, whatever they do standard. I always just tell them whatever the setting is for whatever league, because at the yeah. end of the day, we're all we're all playing on the same course. Did you see about the scramble team that turned in a forty six? Yeah, I did see that. We actually, I think me and Josh talked about that last week. Actually, I met, or, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, that's just they had a they put down a hole in one on a par four. <laughs> it's just like I, I do believe that I almost had a hole in one on a par four when uh, playing in our scramble, our bramble um, earlier this summer because okay. they they had moved the tees because they were doing work on the on the back set of tees. They had oh, everybody right. teeing yeah, off yeah. from the front tees. And it was only like a 265 carry. It was downwind. And I caught a three wood just right. And sure enough, the ball mark was six inches from the hole. And it, it stopped about seven feet past. Uh, the team made the eagle. I did not make the putt. Okay. Back to you in the studio. No, but that makes sense if, if it's – I don't, I don't buy, still, I, I don't buy 46. When I just you look don't, at that I, scorecard, I, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it, it – it, it's it's like guys who just convince themselves that oh everybody else is doing this or everybody else is taking an extra well, and that one. Is no. the thing. Like when, in those, so here's the thing. I don't and when in those like tournament scrambles. I sound so whiny. When, when those tournament scrambles, like sure, me and the guys whoever I'm playing with, yeah, we'll, we're we're gonna take some weaknesses and we'll we'll cheat a little bit because we know, but because one, we know we're not trying to win, and two, if we do get the feeling that okay, wait a minute, now we're actually like hitting some good shots, let's. Like we're getting a little too close to the top here. We don't want to to be near the top. We we just want to have fun. Like we'll obviously not do it. But oh, like, I've I've been on teams like that too, where it's like you know what, we're not. No matter what, we're not turning this score in. Like when we get done, if if, if it's yeah. eighty, if, if if we're out of the if we're out of the money by by shots, fine. We'll hand in the scorecard. If we get in and all of a sudden it's like shit, we're leading. We're just gonna be like, I don't know, no. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Start scribbling with a pencil. It fix it up. I just just eat that. Just eat the pieces and say keep it. We don't even want it. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I got we got we got to talk about next year. Um, we got our fantasy fantasy competitions mm-hmm. coming up. We got to set our personal goals for the year. We're gonna go all team JT and set some personal Let's goals. Yours are yours are gonna involve getting your score under control. <laughs> I think. I think. I think that you. Stay tuned for that thought. 
Um, I've got some qualifiers that I I got to actually get it together. Forty one yeah. putts isn't going to cut it. Three gotta, putts, you know, three three putting four or five times down the stretch isn't going to cut it. Team um, Bud, all we're all we're all divots and pivots is going to show up for Team Bud uh, for God, those qualifiers. Man. Oh, so I when I was down in Florida visiting my dad, I, I did play a round with him. I played from the the gold tees, which for them uh, would be so. There's the championship, yeah, gold. So yeah, it's the second from the back. It's just trying. I'm trying to think. Is so nobody's the, ever? People aren't saying blue. men's. It's the, the blues on most. It's the second from the back. Yeah, it's the next. Yeah. The second or third. Because uh, people aren't saying like men's and ladies tees anymore. They're just saying four really, tees yeah. back. And and actually, I saw a great sign that that equates it to like if your handicap no, is exactly here, play here, about, play yeah. here. And I love and that like, concept. Me too, because it, it, quite it. frankly, it does make the game more enjoyable. It makes it more accessible. Mm-hmm. It keeps it going. Um, at the end of the day, really, you just want to try to give everybody a shot to hit the green in two on a par four. If you're yeah. new to the game, yeah, you want to start off a little further up because the, the game is not on the tee box. Really, the game is from 150 yards in. That's where the game yeah. is played. But I did play with nothing but um, irons because it's a relatively shorter course than uh, from one, one tee up. And uh, shot 76, just kind of out, nice. went out cold. It was a very nice, smooth 76. It was a 40, nice. 36. I started the front going four, five, four, five, four, four, five, or some shit like that. I shot 40. And then I had a one birdie, one bogey on the back. And it was, a, it was, it was a nice, uh, relaxing round with the old man right before I picked up COVID and uh, <laughs> all that good stuff. Well, you ready for the most overused and most false statement that everyone in golf has said at least once in their lifetime? I think I fixed my drive. <laughs> Last time I went to the simulator, the, the the owner walked by and he goes, you're making this look too easy. And I went, don't say that. I swear I took so many mulligans when you didn't walk by. Every time you walk by, I had an amazing shot. I am not this good. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Like, but you need to stay right there because you were bringing. And literally, every time you walked by, I freaking like piped one. And then the second he walks away, I would then like shoot my iron shot like straight into the wall on the right, and the simulator wouldn't even pick it up. Like, it was just. But every time that guy walked by, he thought I was like the like such a good golfer. It's like you're out at the bar with your buddies, and one of them walks up to the bar to get everybody around and then the other one goes off to the bathroom real quick. And then the other one walks out back to have a smoke and like the most beautiful, like friendliest, sweetest girl in the world stops, talks to you for a little bit and then like gives you a little kiss on the cheek and says, well, yeah, no, let's catch up later. Come find me walks away. And then all your buddies come back and you're like, I swear, I don't, I swear. I swear. Listen, it, <laughs> that's exactly who you sound like. It's like, I know. dude, 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 you should have seen her. And I and I say that lovingly as your no, friend. But I said it that way because I knew that's exactly how I was going to sound like. Because I think I, I think I fixed my drive. No, you never fix your drive. I it's, know. It, first of all, I, I assume by saying your drive, you mean your driver, right? Yes. That's the first mistake. Your dri- your driver is one club. Your drive, yep. your drive is your tee shot. Period. And well, what true, you got to yeah. stop. You got don't ever associate the two. Really, what we want to get your goal for next year is going to be to find your quote unquote sweet spot yardage. So for mm-hmm. me, honestly, it's about one forty five to one fifty, anywhere in there. Given the because that I can I have three three, sometimes four clubs at my disposal, depending on the conditions, anything from from a solid wedge with a good, good amount of wind, maybe downhill mm-hmm. to like, maybe kind of like a, a knockdown seven iron, depending on if I'm uphill or into the wind or whatever, that is such a manipulative, you know, uh, yardage for me, for you. What we want to find out is kind of like, how far do you hit your seven iron? consistently Mm -hmm. and then from there it's all a math game then it's just especially new england golf where you're not really breaking the bank on your driver anywhere around these parts really it's much more it's much more important to go all right what do i need to get to 150 yards do the math hit a four iron do the math you know take your medicine hit that seven iron Mm -hmm. um sometimes hit a five wood or you know because i think all what happens to all amateur golfers uh, including my, well, not myself anymore. I, I've grown beyond this. No, but approaching every tee shot. And there are rounds you do this where I'm just out here to crank beers and crank drivers. Yeah. And that's fine. 
Uh, but if you're going out to work on your game or have a competitive round, then it is much more of a game of chess. You know, it's so much of the game is putting yourself in a position to not just make birdies, but to just hit the green sometimes, depending on the course. So that's going to be our goal for you next year is to find your kind of it yardage and it club. Thank you, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Wax, wax, wax us off, Daniel. Son. Oh gosh, there it is. Well, that is going to uh, to get us off here. Uh, that is going to do it for us here uh, on the Divots Pivot Show for this evening. But like we said, next week, catch us here on YouTube at eight o'clock. Uh, Scott Scott Simpson will be joining us. I uh, definitely don't want to miss that episode. He's got a fantastic story uh, that. Especially if you are also in this space, you're going to want to hear his, his story, his values, his advice, because I think it's going to help. It could help us all go a long way. So come back, check us out every Tuesday at 8 o'clock, especially next week. And then after that, we'll be bringing you into the New Year's. And we can't wait to see you. So see you next week and enjoy the night. As I also, once again, forget to go to the video right away, because this is what I do at the end. I ramble on while I try to find my way around the screen. Good ramble job, intern. On. Underrated. Have a good night. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.